0: Terrence and Mike, the Sleeping Giants podcast. Let's go. All right, what's going on, everybody? I want to welcome you to this week's episode of Terrence and Mike, the sleeping giants, presented to you by double E TV. Mike, what's up, man?
1: How much, bro? What's good?
0: Yeah, man. We back, man. With a new pod. We got uh Kanye West kicking it off, man. Uh, with part two of the Drink Champs interview. What were your initial thoughts?
1: Well, um, it was definitely different from part one. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of uh part one kind of uh got overlooked once he started uh, talking about his uh, gripes with some people, namely uh, Big Sean, uh, Talib Kwali, Common, John Legend, and people of that nature. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought uh, part two was refreshing in the fact that uh, we actually did get to hear from Larry Hoover Jr., which was dope, you know. Got to hear some of his experiences and, you know, being – in the position where he's going to see his father in the prison for the majority of his life, actually his whole life up to that point. So, mm-hmm. you know, he got to shed some light on that. And then in his pop situation, right. um, I, Kanye's comments about buying America were very interesting. Also uh, the community with the Dr. Sebi diet and having a grandparents serve as a childcare. I thought those were some interesting ideas. Um, But I'm glad that we're touching on this because I do want to clarify something that we talked about in the previous episode. Um, When we were talking about the Big Sean and uh, Kanye thing and we were uh, discussing that, uh, one of the things that I said that I feel like wasn't conveyed 100% clearly was that uh, Big Sean and other people went to media outlets and spoke uh on kanye and his politics and things like that i have not seen one interview or or anything like that where big sean himself spoke negatively on kanye or his politics or anything like that now john legend talib you know even common to a certain degree those guys are different uh you Know, Talib has his own platform of uh, mm. people Party on Revolt TV. Mm. Uh, obviously, common, you know, is well known, so he's been on multiple platforms. Uh, Ty spoke on him on uh Vlad before, uh, John Legend spoke on him on CN- CNBC and a couple of other different you know uh, platforms. So, I wanted to make sure that I was clear that you know, whatever Big Sean and Kanye have going on, I have not seen. Big Sean publicly speak negatively on Kanye during the presidential run, especially. And there were some songs. I mean, he's had songs where he's taken shots at him, but as far as uh in the media platform, I have not seen Big Sean speak negatively on Kanye. Okay. So I wanted to You know, one one thing I found
0: interesting, um, they were talking about uh Larry Hoover. And they got the same lawyer that uh, that got Cosby off. Mm-hmm. And how the lady wanted to take a photo in the studio. And when Kanye said something about her taking a photo, she yelled at him. And he liked that. So I think he's one of those type of people. I think he kind of likes, likes confrontation a little bit. I think that kind of is like a a test for him to see what type of uh, people he wants to have around him. I guess if you don't have like any fight in you or want to argue or have like principles that you stand on, it probably would be difficult to be around him. And he say, you know, he texts the lady later on and then, you know, his back and forth with Jay and stuff like that. So I think Kanye is a little just from the outside looking in, listening to some of the, some of his interviews. I think he kind of likes confrontation um, a little bit. Um, but yeah, I thought part two was a lot better than part one. Um, I did get a chance to go back and listen to our um, segment that we put up. I mean, I do understand where you're coming from, but I guess for me, I just, um, you know, just, you know, you're running for president. So, I mean, even people who are within your party or whatever, you know, when you have policies that people don't agree with, they're going to speak out about it. So that's just something that if Kanye, because at the end of the interview, he said, yay, 2024. So. If he's gonna run, you know, one of those positions like that, man. You gotta have thick skin and people gonna, you know, have opinions about whatever you're doing, you know, good or bad. So uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad they got a chance to uh shed some light on um Larry Hoover, uh his situation. And you know, we heard about Jay Prince's involvement. And you know, I think me and you have spoken to a couple pods that maybe the situation with him and Drake uh It's not really so personal. It's just kind of uh, competition like LeBron going up against, you know, Katie or whoever. You know, it's nothing personal. we just out here both trying to win. Uh, But, yeah, I I enjoyed the second interview. It it gave me a chance to kind of get into his mind a a little more. You know, I had said something, you know, in the last part about I don't have – you know, two hours to listen to Kanye, but it's not so much that, you know, I mean, I I do respect him as an artist and I do like his ideas, you know, it's just all I want is just for us, you know, you want people to respect the genius in you, then you should also respect the genius in other people. And that's that's my only thing with him. But yeah, it was was a good interview though. On that note,
1: I mean, I don't think Kanye... Despite his own personal feelings about those people, I don't think Kanye disrespected anybody's genius. I mean, he gave common his props when he talked about uh the common and Tho thing. I mean, mm-hmm. despite all the things he said about Th once again, he said that the Black star album was the best album he's heard since my Dark independence, mm-hmm. and you know uh,
0: but but he did say three or four times he didn't like his rapping though.
1: I mean, he may not like his rapping, uh-huh. but at the same time, you know, he did put him on drop Dropout. Mm-hmm. He was on tour with him and he did say his new project is better than, or the best album he's heard since Dark Twisted Fantasy, which mm-hmm. was a Kanye West album for those who don't know. So, mm-hmm. you know, despite, you know, what may have come across as disrespectful, and I think it was aimed to be disrespectful mm-hmm. because he was, you know, I think he was bothered by those people speaking on him in that way. Mm-hmm. But regardless of, You know, I still think he, in all of that, you know, still managed to uh to show a a slight bit of respect when talking about the people's art. So you know that that is what it is, I guess.
0: Yeah, I feel you. All right, we'll we'll transition to Soldier Boy and his Breakfast Club interview. I mean, I found it interesting. I mean, I can almost kind of see why Soldier Boy and Kanye would kind of you know clash heads. They're kind of similar. you know uh both you know i not in a disrespectful way but both are really full of themselves or really think highly of themselves um but you know soldier boy kind of toned it down a little bit he wasn't as amped up as before about f kanye and all that um you know maybe for him it was just a communication thing if if you, you didn't like the verse then i could have did it over or you know, and then you know Kanye sometimes be hitting people up at the last minute. You got to rush and all that, so maybe that's different from how Soldier moves. But you know, all in all, I mean, you know, if everything Soldier Boy said is true on on the um, interview, you know, more power to him. You know, as far as the the business moves that he has going on and some uh, acting projects and stuff like that. So, you know, overall, it was a cool, entertaining interview. And I think he mentioned something about uh. Him and Revolt TV are kind of working on, like, a, a show for him as well. And I think him and Kiki Palmer uh, was doing something also.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Soldier Boy is a uh, I, – I personally, I'm a big Soldier Boy fan. Just Soldier Boy is a person, mm-hmm. you know. Musically, you know, uh, I like some of his music. I'm not going to pretend like I'm a fan of all of it. But I like what Soldier Boy stands for in general. And um, you know, for a long time, Soldier Boy was looked at as a joke in uh in the uh, culture, and I'm glad that as of recently, he started to really get the respect and the flowers that he deserves. And uh, like you said in the interview, he talked about uh, the Soldier Game, which uh was his handheld, uh almost similar to a Game Boy type of mm-hmm. uh, gaming device that he's been pushing for a decent little uh, while right now. Mm -hmm. I'd probably say at least a good three, four years at this point now. Um, Also, he uh, showed the soldier toy, which uh, those uh, toys, I can't remember exactly what they're called, but they're Mm -hmm. very popular, especially uh, right now. So I Mm -hmm. think that's hard for him to uh, delve into that and get his hands in that. Mm -hmm. Um, As you said, he spoke briefly about uh, the Kanye situation and uh, him being taken off the song and all of that. I felt like it was, you know, classic Soldier Boy being Soldier Boy, which mm-hmm. we, you know, those of us who uh, who like Soldier Boy, I'm sure of us, I'm sure we like him for some of those reasons. And he even uh touched on the look young golf situation mm-hmm. and some other. So overall, I thought it was a good interview. Um, I did. I wasn't a fan of uh, you know, and and Breakfast Club has a a, a tendency to do stuff like this. Uh. I think Soldier said something along the lines of uh everything that comes out of his mouth is fire. And you know, here comes the jokes, the Paul's jokes from Charlemagne and Yeah, about, and
0: about it being hard. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? I just um, yeah, that's what it was. Thank like, And uh I just uh, you know, they have a tendency to do stuff like that, and I'm I'm not a fan of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like take this man seriously. He came up here to do an interview on your platform. Take him seriously, give him a chance to speak what he talks about his business and mm-hmm. what he's doing musically. Mm-hmm. And
0: like just keep the jokes to yourself. Like, don't nobody want to hear that. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I think Char- Charlemagne, especially with the accusations is out there against him,
1: he exactly. really needs to
0: dial it back, man. I mean, it's like uh that and then he has some podcast with some white guy, I don't even know the name of it, but just some of the okay. jokes that they do for him being under these type of accusations man it's not it's not really a good look
1: yeah brilliant idiots is the name of the podcast yeah. him and Andrew and um actually Andrew Schultz um was one of the people who uh talked to him about that whole incident and uh there's a video clip I know it was on YouTube with Charlemagne basically giving a detailed uh description of that whole night and everything that happened so yeah you know I agree with you uh I think he should definitely uh as my man uh, Chris Tucker was saying, Rush Hour uh, treads awfully, considering, you know, some of the things going on with him. But as we know, you know, they've been doing stuff like this. And right. That could be, you know, something that they think brings in viewers or mm. or gets them ratings. That could be part of their thing. So who knows? But yeah. I definitely you know, would tone some of that down. And I think it's disrespectful to your guests personally, but, mm. you know.
0: All right, man, we'll transition versus announced two shows coming up. They got Shaka Khan versus Stephanie Mills and Bone Thugs and Harmony versus 3 Six Mafia. Uh, what were your immediate thoughts when you saw both banners?
1: Oh, man. Shaka uh, Khan and Stephanie Mills is very interesting. Uh, obviously, most people uh, are familiar with Shaka Khan. I'm not sure exactly uh, the level of people who are familiar with Stephanie Mills, but mm-hmm. Stephanie Mills is a great singer my mom Um, for sure (laughs) yeah (laughs) mine too um Mills is a great singer i definitely think this is going to be an uphill battle for her though dealing with someone the likes of shaka Khan. but we will see um you know i haven't had a chance to uh to run through uh stephanie mills uh list of of songs I, i can think of a few off the top of my head but uh if once I really, you know, delve into her catalog, maybe we can talk about it next week and do yeah. some predictions or whatnot. But okay. uh I think it's interesting as far as uh the the matchup. And really I feel like anybody going against Chaka Khan is gonna have a difficult, you know, a go just because of who they're going against. Chaka mm-hmm. Khan's a legend. Right. Um as far as the Bone Thugs and Three Six Mafia versus, um this one is interesting to me because it's two contrasting styles. uh both of us, obviously, you know, uh, East 1999, uh, mm. First Month, uh, For the Love of Money, you know, so many different records, you know, that we could talk about. And uh, Three Six Mafia, obviously being, you know, us being from the South, you know, they're a staple in mm-hmm. the South. They call GCJ, you know, uh, tons of records. Uh, you know, I mean, they even had a TV show at one point in time, I think, on MTV. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: their uh, notoriety is is definitely grand and huge. So uh, mm-hmm. I think this one should be interesting. If I was to take a guess right now, though, I would probably roll with three six on this one. But uh, I definitely think it's going to be interesting. And I'm interested to see how it all plays out.
0: Yeah. Uh Shaka Khan, Stephanie Mills. It's gonna be interesting. I mean, I know Stephanie got some some bangers because my mom used to just play it all the time growing up. And obviously, we you know Shaka is is a, a legend. Um I'll probably say Shaka, but I'm gonna kind of treat this one like the uh Big Daddy Kane Keras one. I it wouldn't surprise me if Stephanie pulled a rabbit out of her hat, you know. Um, uh, but that should be an interesting matchup. As far as bone thugs and three six, I'm from the South, but I lived in Ohio for years, so I got ties to to both regions or whatever, so it's like a a tough one for me um I mean early on, definitely bone you know but but just for years of consistency three six probably stayed together longer uh I'll probably say three six two but I don't know. I mean, I have to kind of go back through the catalog of both and kind of uh, maybe next week I can kind of give a more objective opinion, but I kind of agree with you. I think, you know, just thinking off the top of my head, I'd probably say
1: 3-6. Well, one thing I will say about Bone, I mean, Bone is one of the few groups that actually has records with uh, Big and Tupac. Yep. So, uh, Notorious Thugs and then Thugs Little. So, uh,
0: mm. you now, know, Mike, Mike, Interesting, though. I'm sorry to cut you off. Interesting thing, though. This could be, like, a Jadicus thing. I mean, Bone could just outperform them even if the catalog is not as impactful, because that kind of plays a part. Those guys can rap, like, very, very good live, not taking anything away from 3-6, but I'm just saying Bone is something different, so they could, on the performance side, get them even if the catalog isn't as deep. That's
1: fair. I, I, and, uh, you know, Bone's catalog is, is fairly deep. You know, uh-huh. even despite the fact that uh they haven't really put out a, a lot of uh music that has charted in uh-huh. recent years. But uh, I just think overall, uh, the vibe of what Three Six does is going to be difficult for them to combat. But now, uh, as you say, the the actual rapping ability of Bone could you know turn the tide. So it's gonna be an interesting uh. Match because of the trans, uh, because of the uh, the distant, the different styles, right? So uh, it's definitely gonna be interesting, and uh, I look forward to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, man, definitely. Um, next up, man, what's going on with Travis, man? I see the like the lawsuit starting to kind of stack up against him.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, at, by this point, everybody knows about the Astro World tragedy. Um, we're all aware of. Um, that they're going to be uh, that there already are numerous uh lawsuits aimed at travis and um uh, he's not the only one that's involved in this uh drake for whatever mm-hmm. his involvement in the entire uh astro world festival has also uh accumulated his fair share of lawsuits as well as rock nation and uh and i'm sure that there are going to be more lawsuits to come uh for other associated parties uh but at this point it's saying that traffic was facing upwards of 200 lawsuits and uh you know it sounds crazy when you hear of uh, 200 lawsuits but when you take into account the amount of people that were there I think somebody said 50,000 people mm. were at uh at that festival so yeah you know 50,000 people 200 lawsuits don't sound that crazy so
2: mm. you
1: know obviously our thoughts and um prayers with uh, all of the victims you know, people who uh, were injured or, or worse in this uh, situation. And, you know, our thoughts are with uh, Travis and, and Drake, Live Nation, all those people as well who were involved. Because uh, it looks like this is going to be something that's going to drag on for for quite some time.
0: Right. Yeah, I almost wonder, like, who ensures, like, the the venues and stuff. Uh, I'm not going to say the name on here. I'm not going to get canceled or... Like like Kanye kept saying, doing his interview about, they're going to kill him after this, but I'm not going to mention the insurance company, but uh, I'll talk to you about that off, off air. But uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the thing that kind of comes to my mind also is like, um, why were those many people allowed in the show with COVID going on? I mean, I've gone to, I went to Nas's concert, and uh, I think I went to another show, but it's like, But even some sports games and stuff like that, I mean, some people got to show, you know, vaccine cards just to get into the arena. So I don't really know in Texas what the uh, setup was, but that could be some of the damages they could be facing. also, like, why was, you know, overcrowding allowed in the first place under a uh, pandemic, you know?
1: Yeah, and I heard that there were, uh, I think, 750 police officers. I think the amount of total staff that they had to deal with the entire uh, the entire group of people that was there was less than nine hundred people. So yeah, you know,
0: right? Yeah, I, you, I heard it was more cops there than than for the World Series.
1: Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it shows you though, even despite you know that the police presence there, it didn't really stop anything from uh from getting to the point that they got to. So
0: yeah 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 I thought some prayers with the you know people who were impacted, and uh hopefully um whether it be Travis or Live Nation or, or other artists, you know this can be like a uh a, a teaching moment or whatever uh Absolutely. for you know for things to be safer moving forward. uh our last news segment, what's going on with Tali, troll and Kanye? Okay, so uh, obviously uh Kanye has some things
1: to say about uh Tali up on Dream camp uh talib i saw uh after the drink champ interview he went to his page and plugged the black star album, which uh I'm not sure exactly we don't have a- re- a release date for it at the moment, but from what I understand it is done so uh you know hopefully we'll get that within the next few months hopefully but um he took to his Twitter uh his um sorry instagram page and promoted the black star album and shortly after maybe a day or two later. He uh, made a post which uh, the headline or the caption on the post said Kanye West Ghostwriter Appreciation Post. And there were a series of people who uh, were in this post, pictures of, some of them were single pictures, some were pictures with Taleb, but uh, included were Saha the Prince, Pusha T, Lupe Fiasco, Consequence, Rhymefest, Fonsworth Bentley, John Legend, uh, Partisan Fontaine, GLC, and Melissa Yosef. Now uh or Yusuf, I'm sorry. And um, now some of these, for instance, Ron uh, it's been said that Ronfest wrote Jesus Walk, you know, a while ago. Uh Saha and and Pusha T have been admitted, you know, guys who've been in the room with Kanye when he's uh crafting songs, admitted the uh, collaborative uh, supporters and collaborative writers. And uh I wouldn't be surprised about some of these other names as well. But uh I'm guessing it's just, you know, Quali taking his chance to uh to kind of you know strike back.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean I, I didn't get a chance to look at it, but uh but yeah, I mean I'm about to mention it in, in a second, but uh but yeah, man. I mean we'll actually we'll go ahead and transition to the album reviews because we're gonna open up with Tali Quali and Diamond D uh uh project called Gotham. And the reason I wanted to just kind of transition to that, because I was listening to the first song called Sons of Gotham. It, mm-hmm. To me, it kind of, I mean, not necessarily a diss, but it's definitely some shots at Kanye. Did you kind of catch up, catch on to that? But he said,
1: uh, he said, uh, MAGA rappers out here sounding like they Kanye.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm. I, I just heard, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, Quali has always been a person who has, uh, prided himself on being uh, of the culture, promoting the culture.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he mm-hmm. seems to be a uh, very pro-black. And uh, a mm-hmm. lot of I think his raps and his views come across as pro-black. So mm-hmm. uh, I can see why, you know, the MAGA situation and some of the other things that Kanye mm-hmm. said would bother a person like quality, I can get mm-hmm. that, But uh, I definitely heard uh, that line
0: and some other lines across the album that I thought could have been uh aimed at Kanye definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Talib is one of those kind of guys, you know, he's uh definitely competitive with the sport. Um, you know, tracks that stood out to me, you know, I like Sons of Gotham, uh the, Qu- the quiet one, On Mama's mm-hmm. um chilling while black in the fold. I mean, those stand out to me uh but he got busy, man. And I like the um, the production choices that, that he, uh, you know, he chose and he was talking that talk. I mean, it was a little more uh, more aggression here than I, I'm kind of normally used to from uh, from Tali. But it's kind of like people sometimes get older. They just say whatever. Like there's no filter to say whatever I want to say. And I kind of got that vibe. But overall, I really like this project.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it, too. Uh, Diamond D's production was excellent, as, as always. Um, Sons of Gospel was dope to me. The Quiet One featuring Buster Rhyme. Uh, I really enjoy Attention Span. I think Sky Zoo was on that one. If yep. I'm not mm-hmm. yep, yep, uh, And We spoke on Sky Zoo a couple of uh, pods ago. Definitely a dope MC. In
2: yeah.
1: uh, Due Time, Pick Your Head Up, and adjust. Mm-hmm. Uh So yeah, I enjoyed uh, the majority of this project. Thought it was well done, thought the message was dope. So yeah, shout out to Talib and Diamond
0: D. Yeah. Oh yeah, I enjoyed it too, man. Uh next up, man, we got blue, the color blue. Uh, what were your thoughts on this one?
1: Um, well, you know, we reviewed uh Mickey Fact Blue and not the narrative. Uh I think that might have been the last part that we
2: did.
1: Mm-hmm. And one of my critiques, probably the only critique on that that I have of the album was that I felt like uh Blue, I think, works better on certain types of production. And as I listened to this album, it reminded me why I liked Blue in the first place. I think he was really in his bag on this, not only lyrically, but production wise. I think this is, you know, this is kind of this and the production uh, from Below the Heavens and and albums like that that he's done is really more so his bag than what he did, let's say, on the Knox project. Not that I thought it wasn't good or quality or anything like that, but I definitely feel like the level of rapping that he did on this project was was better. Um, For me, Highlights, uh, I Am Blue, Everyday Blue, Because the Sky is Blue, You Ain't Never Been Blue, uh, We Are Darker Than Blue, and Blue World, the final track, I thought was probably uh, some of the best storytelling that I've ever heard from Blue on a track. Thought it was very dope. Uh overall, I enjoyed the album and I liked the uh, you know, all of the songs kind of reference blue and you know, with the samples I thought were dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overall, I just thought it was real dope. Kind of jazzy so mm-hmm. dope music.
0: Yeah, my favorite definitely on the album is Mr. Blue. Um uh, I like that one a lot. The sample was crazy. Uh, oh. We Are Darker Than Blue, I Was Born Blue, uh, Mr. Blue Sky, you know, those would stand out tracks to me. But yeah, I kind of like it had like some, you know, kind of jazz elements into it, some some cool samples. Uh, he definitely, you know, zeroed in on his name and, and the, the concepts of it and, uh, you know, gave some references to his mother and stuff like that. So yeah, overall, good project.
1: Yeah, I definitely thought the concept was was dope together. So, yeah. Shout yeah. out to Blue.
0: Alright, man. Next up, we got Ransom in Rome Streets. Was it Coop
1: de Grace? Coop the Grace, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, uh,
1: go ahead. Okay. Well, um, Ransom, you know, i spoke spoken on Ransom before on the pod as well. Uh, I think he's one of the most underrated lyricists out there right now. Um... Rome Streets is very dope as well, and he displayed that on this project for people who aren't familiar with him. Um, I don't want to put this type of pressure on him, but Rome Streets reminds me a lot of Big L as far as uh, the way that he sets up his rhymes and the schemes and, and different things like that. So I don't know if he's highly influenced by Big L or anything like that, but I don't like I said, I don't want to put that pressure on him. Mm-hmm. Big L, you know... A phenomenon, oh, but yeah. oh, yeah, I could definitely see uh similarities between their rapping style,
2: right?
1: Um, uh, overall, I thought it was a really dope album. Um, no remorse, uh, rooftop sermons is crazy.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Claudine featuring Shay Noor, I thought was the storytelling was really dope. Uh, pray for the week featuring the game is fire, yep. Oh, yeah fuel silent murderers mm-hmm. and death becomes life. So yeah, I like uh, most of the tracks on this project. Thought it was very well done. Production was dope, fit both of their styles well. Yeah. And yeah, I enjoyed it.
0: Man, Rome Street's snapped on this thing, man. I mean I'm familiar with Ransom because I've, you know, I've listened to some of his projects. Uh you know, he's you know he's an incredible lyricist. I've never even heard of Rome Street. So I was listening. And I was like, man, like, I mean, there was some there was definitely some performances on here where I think Rome Streets like did his thing. Like he, you know, kind of outshined them. And then Ransom had other ones where he did his thing, but they complimented each other well. Uh yeah, Pray for the Week, uh what, Rooftop uh was it? rooftop sermons? Oh, or? Rooftop. yeah. Yeah, rooftop sermons, jet fuel, silent murderers, dark love. Death Becomes Life is fire, man. Uh, right. Yeah, overall, man, it's a good project. I like the, um, I guess I like like the groove of it. It's kind of jazzy, sort of, you know, kind of uh, the beats were kind of mellow or whatever, but it allowed them to kind of breathe on it with the vocals, and they did did a good job. You know, Ransom did a majority of, of the hooks, but it, it was a good project, man. And the game, like, the game snapped, man. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, had, he had a really good verse uh next up bro this one here man like i had to really have my thinking cap on listen to this one man it was a k rhino a blessing what is it k reno k reno okay it's my first time ever listening to him uh k reno a blessing and a burden uh when i googled him i see he's uh done a lot of projects you know he's got like a a label in houston and stuff like that but man it's like This thing, it was, like, barred up, man. It was, like, uh, there's a lot of messages in here. Um, Definitely, like, a thinking man's album. Um, You know, definitely Woke, you know, for sure. Uh, The tracks that stand out to me, I Apologize, Fire, uh, Blessing and a Burden, uh, Ain't Family. Because, man, that that Ain't Family thing was, like, you know, people who deal with family drama, you know, you listen to that one, you know what he's talking about the the mm-hmm. healer on the way down uh would you and probably my favorite track on here is cornerstone combo uh that, that was crazy he was talking about i'm not giving money to somebody out here whose clothes look better than mine that that, that line was fire um but yeah man i don't know if he's like a. I don't know much about him I, but he almost sounds like a preacher or someone definitely kind of you know affiliated with the church cuz one of the songs uh I think the Hiller is almost like he was describing Jesus in some ways or whatever and and there's definitely some um you know um I don't use the word religious but definitely like like some biblical references in here and biblical stories and the way he kind of penned it or whatever so it was it was definitely a good project but it was a thinking man's project but the guy like Like, every song was almost like four or five minutes. He didn't, like, cheat you on, like, any bars. Uh, I mean, some of the production was kind of iffy or whatever, but it got better, you know, as the project went on. Like, On the Way Down was probably my favorite beat on here. And I think he had another joint uh, called Houston or whatever. But, yeah, it was was a good project, man. Yeah,
1: I enjoyed it, too. Um, After the fact was really dope to me. Uh, the Reveal, I thought was a really dope storytelling track.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, um, the Heavy Gun, one of the better hooks on the album, I thought. Uh, I Apologize, just raw rapping. I
0: mm-hmm. thought that
1: was fire. Houston Is, another one, uh, probably one of the... Uh, I, I could have seen Houston Is being a single. Mm-hmm. If he were to release it, and I'm not sure whether he did or not, but uh, mm-hmm. if he were to release a single for that album, I could see Houston is being uh, one of the singles. Uh, Ain't family, as you said. Fire uh, on the way down. Another one where I think uh, really good. Probably better hook of the album altogether. Uh, from a distance. Uh, would you just a very dope thought provoking track mm-hmm. and a uh, corner store combo, as you said. Uh. Uh, there was one part of the song where he's talking about a guy uh, wanting something to eat or whatever, and he says, okay, well, I'll just get you something from Denny's, and the dude's like, I'm allergic to Denny's, and he's like, but so how you allergic to the whole, whole thing? menu, like,
0: yeah.
1: It made me laugh, like, I love that line, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm rocking with this. Um,
0: yeah.
1: As you said, uh, definitely, Uh, I, well, I, I think you used the analogy of saying it's a thinking man's album. For me, I would just say, uh, kind of similar to what I said with uh, my review of Superwood. I think it's a, it's a really hip-hop album. So if mm-hmm. you're not, you know, a hip-hop head, then this might not be the album for you. But if yeah. you are, then I think you'll find a lot of tracks and a lot of things to appreciate about this.
0: Right. You know, it was crazy when he was rapping. I kind of saw some... Um, I know, I know that he's older than Slim Thug, but... I, kind of saw like some not similarities, but maybe maybe Thug was inspired by him a little bit. I can kind of hear it just a little bit um was that i
1: I could possibly see that I mean, especially considering as long as he's been doing this thing, you know
0: yeah
1: like people you know outside of Texas may not know about him, but in Texas, he's a third of our list right, you know. The same way they look at guys like Scarface or Zero, uh, people like that, that's the same way they look at K-Reno. So yeah. he's a, he's a in, in Texas, no doubt.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a good project, man. Um, you know, definitely you could just hear the the Houston swag, but the guy had, you know, stories for days. And uh, But on the way down, man, I like a lot of the stuff he was saying, man, about sometimes uh, celebrities don't want to – take the autographs or, you know, people, uh, don't borrow money. Don't want to pay it back and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, kind of, you know, on on your way down, people just see you going down from your, from your mountaintop. So it's just a incredible, uh, you know, story. And the way he penned it was, was dope, man. All right. Next up, man, we got currency and Harry fraud, man. This one is, uh, it's fire, man. Uh, I'm I'm horrible with the names. We, what's the name of this oh, album?
1: Regatta.
0: Ragata. Okay. Yeah. It's fire, man. I, I love this album. Um, the standout tracks to me: Key West classic with Styles P, may, maybe my favorite one on here. Uh, selling cereal, uh, Carlotte, the Venture Coupe, uh, um, Cup. I'm sorry, the Venture Cup, and 75 tons. But bro, this is another example. Man, anytime two chains gets on somebody's song, bro, he is snapping, man. Like from this to stuff he's done with Westside and uh Conway, like man, he's getting busy, man. But I really enjoyed this project. Uh currency, man, he's been he's been killing it, man. Uh you know, we talked last week about him and Jermaine Dupree uh cooking up something in, in the lab, but and Harry Fraud, man, shout out to him. He's really been doing some stuff, you know, had the project with Dave East. And so he's definitely uh, putting his stamp on that he can work with anybody also.
1: Definitely. Um, I mean, you said just about everything I was going to say in that one. Um, highlights for me, seller Serial featuring 2 Chain, uh Purchasing Power, I thought was probably one of my favorite tracks on the entire, uh, I don't know if you call it the eat or project i mean it's eight songs so we'll just call it a project mm-hmm. uh super series featuring larry june carlotte the venture cup uh featuring jay worthy 75 tons uh and key west classic featuring South c like and it's only eight songs and if i'm not mistaken i just named seven so as y'all can see pretty much you know the whole album is fire um yeah. and shout out to harry frog once again uh as we mentioned, as you mentioned, we uh, reviewed the album that he did with Dave East, uh Hoffa, earlier this year. Definitely one of the better albums of the year. And uh, Currency, we just reviewed Currency's uh, latest project not too long ago, uh, maybe two pods ago. So yep. uh, great to see both of them working, uh, both of them putting out quality music and quality projects. And uh, yeah, this was definitely another notch in both of their belts.
0: Yeah, man. facts. Facts. All right, man, we got new music of the week, man. Uh I'll let you start it off.
1: Okay. Uh, so uh I'll start with uh King Crooked, my paper thing. Mm. What I really enjoyed about this track were uh there was a lot of old school samples that were thrown in, some music samples, some voice samples. Uh I think I heard an empty light voice sample in there, and uh Couple of other uh, samples that are like really, really known in hip hop. So uh, I thought that was dope. Overall, it's a storytelling track. He kind of just, uh, you know, putting you in the mindset of uh, somebody whose money is low and they're trying to find different resources and and mm. ways of, of acquiring money. So uh, overall, I thought the track was dope. And I mean, Kirk, Kirk is a great rapper. So. Um, Obviously, we expect him to rap great, which he did. Oh, yeah. And uh, dope
0: track. Yeah, I loved it, man. I mean, it's just it's crook doing what crook does, man. I mean, he's um, it's definitely um, one of the most underrated guys out there, man. And, you know, he's gotten a lot better over the years, too, as far as not just his pen, but, like, his projects keep getting better and better. Him and Joel did a, a project called Hard. It was early in this year, but it it was a really good project, man. Real good project. Uh, What about RJ Payne, man? Hell's Fury.
1: Bruh. (laughs) (laughs) Bruh. Okay, so this is a seven-minute song. Just, you know, to to give y'all a little preview. Seven minutes and ten seconds, but it's worth every minute. And every second of it. I'm talking about everybody on this track snap. Uh, yeah. Uh, DJ K Slay, uh, we got Rod Digger, whose verse was ridiculous, Papoose, who snapped, uh, Corey Guns, who snapped. Yeah. Uh, his verse was fire. And RJ brought in, you know, closed it out with the fire verse himself. So, uh, yeah, just, you know, it, what I appreciate about him and, and guys like Ransom and, wrong streets and, and, guys like that, like they give you that, you know, I don't want to say authentic, but that, you know, traditional hip hop feel that I kind of feel like is missing in a lot of, uh, in a lot of hip hop today, you know, mm-hmm. not that hip hop has been, you know, versatile and can be used and expressed in many ways, but I just feel like when it comes to like, just, you know, dope beats and hard hitting beats and, and bars like RJ Payne, and uh, some of the other people I name do that more, do that better than a lot of people in the game right now. So let me give mm. them their powers for that. But overall, I thought it was a dope track.
0: Yeah, I concur a hundred percent. It's fire. Um and Rod Digga, man, she like to let yeah. people know she's outside, man. We always talk about all these other female MCs, man, but she gets glossed over a lot. She's she's definitely been um one of my favorites.
1: Yeah, I like Raw Digga every time, ever since the first time I heard her with us, I've always been a fan. So yeah. shout out to Rod uh Everybody else associated, uh, Papoos, Roy, uh, Corey Gunn, Snap Two, mm-hmm. and uh, of course RJ. So shout out to all of them. That was a dope trick.
0: Yeah. You know, another female MC that uh, I like a lot, Shauna, who's with Luda. I, I like her a lot too, man.
1: Shauna is fire. Uh, Shauna just I don't know why Vashana for some reason doesn't really get the type of credit or recognition that she deserves. You know, Vashana is fire. She's been yeah. fire. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, so shout out to Shana as well. Uh, I, I would love to hear uh, some new stuff from her. I know, uh, I think she put out a couple of singles last year, but, you know, without that machine behind you, you don't mm-hmm. you normally get as much press and, and buzz as you would with mm-hmm. this so. You know, but, uh, um, really wow. a talented MC, uh, Shauna, no doubt.
0: Yeah, for name. sure. Definitely a talented MC. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, next up, man, we got, uh, Apollo, Apollo Brown and, what, Staley? Uh, we outside?
1: Yeah, Staley and Apollo Brown, we outside. Um, or it may be Staley. I'm gonna call him, uh, I think it is Staley, actually, so mm. we'll say Staley. Um, but, uh, Solly used to be with uh Maybach Music Group. Back uh, with oh um, yeah 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 that's right that's right
0: yeah
1: big beard yeah yeah yep, yep. Uh, he was on that uh that joint with Scarface, too uh swangin' with the big mm. condition Sample. yeah yeah that's him uh but yeah Solly uh great to see him um still making music uh still doing his thing um like I said he's working with Apollo Brown uh yep. I think this joint album that they're doing together. The song, We Outside, it's, uh... I mean, it's Solly doing his thing. I, you know, I always thought Solly was a talented rapper. I think he uh brings an interesting perspective as far as uh the way that he raps and, and some of the things that he raps about. So uh, I was glad to hear, you know, him doing his thing again. Uh, and it appears that he is uh now with Mellow Music Group. And uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, Mellow Music Group is a label out of Arizona. Uh, some associated acts are obviously Apollo Brown, Odyssey, uh, Chris Rivers, who is a big pun son, uh, Kwele Chris, who's another talented rapper or artist, but also happens to be the husband of Gene Grey, uh, Raz Cass, uh, the rapper Pooh, or Big Pooh, I'm sorry, uh, if I'm not mistaken, who was in Little Brother, mm-hmm. um, obviously, Solly and, uh, Open Mike Eagle. So, um. Great to see him once again doing his thing again. I look forward to the project. I think it's actually coming out within the next week or two. So we'll probably add that to – well, we will add that to our listening list uh, in the near future. And, uh, yeah, shout-out to Solly. Shout-out to Apollo Brown, dope production, dope track.
0: Uh, you mentioned the name, uh, Jean Grey. She's another great female MC, Uh While we was talking about Rod Digger and Shawna. Yeah, Jean Grey is, is fire, too. Uh, I yeah, love I, I love the song, man. And Apollo Brown, man. No, he did the project with uh, Joel too. So he's another guy, kind of like Harry Fraud, man, that they just get in their bag and uh, the production is fire. But yeah, I like I like the groove of it. It's, it's a real good song, man. It makes me definitely want to check out the uh, the project for sure. For
2: sure.
0: Uh, next up, man, we got Joel Ortiz. Love is love, man. Featuring, yeah. um, who was it featuring? Hey. Sheik Luce. Yeah, it's it's right. Sheik, yep.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, Joel doing what Joel does. Bar, rapid oh, I won't say rapid fire, but back to back to back bar, you know, uh he wrapping his tail off as he normally does. Yeah. Uh Spurs was dope. Uh I think uh Heatmakers or if I'm not mistaken, I think Heat Makers was on the beat.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: uh I think Apollo Brown does have a large portion. Or oh, a large part in the production on that project as well, mm. but uh, yeah, just fire, you know, nothing, nothing really to say, but you know, adult performance and adult record.
0: Yeah, I I concur, man, and uh, yeah, Joel, you know, he's always gotten busy, man, and I I enjoy his projects. Like Monday was like a really good, really good project, so yeah, I definitely uh enjoyed the track as well, and makes me want to listen to the album. Uh, yeah, the
1: one, I think you should uh. I think it actually came out, uh, this past week. So, yep. uh, yeah, that's when we'll be adding to the listening list as well. All
0: right, Mike. And what's our last song, Mike?
1: Uh, uh the last one is Smino. I deserve. Mm. Um, uh, now we talked about, Smino briefly on the show, uh, we touched on him and his, uh, BEP cipher with Tierra Wack, uh, D Smoke and Grip. And, um, uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, Smino has a very uh distinct kind of style. It's almost kind of singing and rapping. Mm. Uh, and it's ironic. Uh, I was when we were reviewed. Uh, IDK's uh album. You see mm. for yourself. Um, and we listened to that track Puerto Rico. I really could have felt like Smino could have been on that track. And I thought it would have been really dope. And I think somebody in the comment section might have even said, "Uh, I could see Smino on this track." And I and I, I immediately heard Smino on it and thought that it would be amazing. But uh, this was another dope track by Smino. Like I said, uh, if you're not familiar with his music, his it, his cadence is crazy. Mm. Like I said, it's kind of like a singing rapping type deal, but uh, but definitely original. Uh. His lyrics are are
0: very uh creative and interesting to me, so uh, I'm a fan. I, I rock with Smino. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I, I definitely agree. Uh, actually, when I went through the um, music, that was the first one I, I listened to. But yeah, I enjoyed it, man. I can see what you're talking about the the um, combination. I we kind of kind of call them like Hobbards or whatever. Uh, but singing, rapping. But yeah, it's a very good track, man. And uh, you know, everybody should definitely check that one out. Yeah, for sure. All right, Mike, man, we got our news, man. Um, and we don't even have this on the rundown, but I just want to mention this. Shout out to Benny the Butcher, man. He got signed uh, to Def Jam. So, what were your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Benny's uh, re- initial deal was with Rock Nation, mm. uh, the one where he released the uh, his uh, solo album. I think it was The Burden of Proof. Uh, and I want to say hit that was the uh, hit boy Holy- album, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, so yeah, I think his original deal was with Rock Nation. Obviously, that's up. And um, it's you know, I mean Benny's one of the most talented guys in the game right now. So I'm I didn't expect him to be a free agent for very long. And uh shout out to uh, him on his deal with Death Jam. I look forward to hearing a lot more dope music uh from Benny.
0: Yeah, shout out to Snoop, man. That that was a good sign. Okay. All right, man, we got the baby with the EP, Back on My Baby, you know what, uh, stuff, you know, he has an a EP. Uh, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, uh, back, i say it, Back on My Baby, Jesus shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he's got uh, some features from Kodak Black and 21 Savage. I heard the 21 Savage song, uh, The Beat Crazy, yeah. uh, and you know, he's doing his thing, 21 Savage is doing his thing. Uh, so yeah, I'm interested to see what the entire project sounds like. I think it's like six songs. Um, so uh, yeah, just looking forward to seeing what he uh, what he has on his mind, especially yeah. considering uh, some of the recent things he's been involved with. Right. So uh, you know, but glad to see him still making music, still doing his thing. So uh, shout out to the baby, and uh, we will review this one on the on the pod in the future.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm definitely looking forward to it, man. I want to hear what, what he has to say and all the stuff that he's been through in the uh, this year, uh, so I know he's going to be hungry. I was hoping it was a, a full album, but I'm sure the EP is probably just like an advertiser you know, for a project that he's cooking up. But, yeah, I look forward to it. I actually like him a lot. I, I, I like the baby. I, I like the way he raps, and I think he makes good uh, projects, so I look forward to checking that one out. And uh <laughs> Last but not least, man, we got Joel Ortiz with the autograph. Uh, yeah, I look forward to checking this one out, man. I like Joel. Um, you know, obviously, I think Royce is a legend. Uh, you know, Joe does what he does, um, and crooked, you know, so we always talk about them, but I almost thought like Joel was kind of overlooked a little bit in like um Slaughterhouse, you know, like he's very good, man. He's very talented. Uh, I I enjoy his projects. Like I say, I mentioned the Monday project earlier. Um, He has another one. I can't even think of the name of it. And I know him and Fred, the Godson did did a project as well. So Joel makes great music, man. I look forward to checking this one out.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think one of the projects that I got started with, with it was a project dedicated to hip hop. I can't remember the name, Mm -hmm. but that whole project was crazy. Like, uh, I can't remember the name of that project, but you know which one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah,
0: I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, and it was fire. So, uh, And yeah, with him, with Mellow Music Group, I'm sure he'll be doing some work with Odyssey, some work with uh Apollo Brown, and maybe even some other people who are signed to the label. So uh, yeah, I just look forward to seeing what he does. Uh, as you said, a very talented lyricist, often overlooked, but uh, he's getting a chance uh, to do his thing with this one. And I think Mellow Music Group is a great group uh to do that with. So shout
0: out to Joel. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, Mike, man. It's been weeks if, since we did this one, man. I mean, it's been weeks. Uh, but we're back with our top albums of the year. And the reason we kind of kind of fell back, we don't want to do this like every week. We wanted to kind of let some music kind of build up and then come back and, and retouch it. So we probably kind of do this every six to eight weeks or whatever. But Mike, what's up, man? What's your top albums of the year, man? We got, uh, we're going to go through 15.
1: Okay, 15. Um, and once again, as we stated on the last, the last time we did this, uh, I don't have them numbered out as far as like 1 to 15. Okay. I'm just naming what I think are the 15 best projects I've heard.
2: Okay. So, uh,
1: starting from the bottom of the list, and that's all and once again, this is not numbered when I say the bottom of the list, but starting from the bottom and working my way up. Um, uh, I start with uh Boldie James, Bo Jackson. Uh every time I listen to that project, I'm just reminded of uh, how great the production was. Alchemist uh shine on their production wise, and boldy did some of the best rapping I've heard from you him. Know? So uh that's definitely one for me. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, Harry Fraud. Um and his project with Dave E. Popper was extremely well done. One of the best projects I've heard all year. Um, so I would definitely have to put that one in there for me as well. Um, another one I'm going to go with is South Sea Ghosting. Uh, the episode when we talked about this album, um, I think I had said that I listened to it six times at that point. I have continued. We at listen 10 now? And listened to this album. Like it's, so good to me, man, like, style P. that's all I'm going to say, SP the ghost, um, so ghosting, uh, what else we got, Conway, La Machina, now this one was tough for me, because Conway put out three projects this year, and, um, I really didn't know which one was going to be the one, or actually it might be just two, because I know there was a,
0: if it, it bleeds, if it bleeds, it can be
1: killed, and there was this one, And uh, I know we were talking about Piano Love, but Piano Love was just a single. Single, right. So it may just be two albums. But uh, between the two of them, I thought I went with La uh, La Machina, mainly because of uh, the the Scatterbrain feature with J.I.D. and Ludacris. Mm. I thought the other album was probably just as well done, but there weren't really any singles on that album. Mm-hmm. and that definitely had a single on it with that single, uh, probably one of the biggest records of the year in my opinion, mm-hmm. so uh, definitely has to be mentioned as well, um, Grip I died for this, still in my top 15, still one of the best albums I've heard all year, I love the structure of it uh, he does some incredible rapping I, the entire presentation I feel like was just very well done and thought provoking, mm-hmm. so I have to you know, get my man Grip some flowers on that one. Uh, West Side Gun, Hitler Wears Hermes 8. Uh, we spoke on that one on the pod. If you really want to deep dive uh on that one, then you can check out that specific pod. Mm-hmm. But uh great album. Uh overall, production is great. Uh and Westside just is great at crafting albums, you know, whether it's this one, uh Pray for Paris or even the side B. To Hitler with Hermes 8. Like, he's just great at crafting albums. So, mm. this is just another example of it, in my opinion. Um, let's see. We have uh, D Smoke, War and Wonders. Uh, excellent album. Uh, some great features. Uh, Has featured his brother, Sir, uh, West Side Boogie, Marsha Ambrosius, uh, Toby Nwigwi. Some great songs on that project. I definitely feel like, in my opinion, it's his best uh, project to date, Mm. even though Black Habits was very great and was nominated for a a Grammy, I think this one is, uh, for me, a better album. Um, AZ, Do or Die too, man,
2: Mm.
1: just incredible, Uh, incredible album, and AZ, you know, doing what AZ is known for doing.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: uh, Work still. You know, I'm not going to get too deep on that, but check that out. AZ, Don't uh, Common, A Beautiful Revolution, too. We spoke on that one as well. When We Moved with uh, Black Thought. Uh, Imagine with PJ. Just a bunch of dope tracks. And the whole aesthetic of the album, I thought, was just great. Uh, Tyler, The Creator, called Me When You Get Lost. Uh, one I mentioned earlier in the conception of the pod, uh, steel one of the best albums I've heard all year, Sonically, From Top to Bottom. Rapping-wise, I think it's some of Tyler's best rapping in his career. And uh, yeah, just great album. Uh, Luke Goldmouth is also in there for me. Uh, This is Luke... uh, Well, like we discussed on the pod, he released uh, West 1999 Part 2. I don't know if that was regarded as an album or a mixtape, but this is been regarded as his Dreamville, de- or Dreamville debut. So, if being regarded as that, I think it's definitely a very, very strong debut and one of the best albums I've heard all year. Uh, great tracks with West Eye Boogie, Saba, J.I.D., uh, list goes on and on. BJ the Chicago Kid, Just a Fire Project. Mm. And uh, to get ready to close it up, I got three left. So, um, IDK, UC for Yourself. Uh, me and Terrence have been talking about this album for weeks since we reviewed it easily one of the best albums of the year in my opinion uh check it out for yourself if, if you doubt uh you see for yourself quick pun right there um peloton puerto rico hey Auntie, some just some great tracks on there uh little sim sometimes i might be introvert uh another great album introvert uh uh man so many great songs on that project uh yeah i'm not gonna delve too deep in but little sim sometimes i might be introvert and then lastly and certainly not least is Nas' king's disease too and that wraps up my top 15 thus far for the year
0: okay yeah uh good list man good list um I was trying to see how many similar. Now, I know if we do a 20 eventually, I know one. I I just took one off when you mentioned uh, somebody. So, But, yeah, if we do a top 20, one that I had on here may may shock you, but I took it off. Can
1: I guess real quick? What's that? Can I guess real quick? Yeah. Tom Kennedy.
0: No. uh Uh-uh.
1: Okay, I was I was sure that was it because
0: I was no uh no actually if if we did a top twenty I would probably put Culture Three in there.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I, I kind of enjoyed that project. I
1: feel it top twenty. I had money back in in my top
0: twenty as well. Yeah,
1: there you so. go. Yeah, yeah. But yeah,
0: feel that. But All right. Ahead. Well, I, I actually did number mine. Um, but you know, again, it's um, you know, just kind of off the top of my dome or whatever. So I got number fifteen. I got uh, A.Z. Do or Die two, uh, Fire Project. You know A.Z. getting busy and his back. It's good to see um, you know other guys like Wayne and Conway hop on the project and uh, it's a great project. Uh, number fourteen. I got Common, A Beautiful Revolution Part Two. Um, I think I probably still like the first one a little bit better, but but overall it's, it's a great project he actually re-released it just made it one one album but it's fire man i mean common is uh it's been doing this forever uh close to 30 years uh he hasn't shown any signs of slowing down i'm still waiting for them to get somebody for him to battle um uh, i mean just from an MCN standpoint him and bust i mean you know him and buster make two different types of music or whatever but just from a stage presence or whatever that'd be a worthy opponent. Um Absolutely. number 13, I got little Sims Sometimes I Might Be Introvert. I didn't forget about that one, Mike. So okay. Fire Project Man, she did a great job. Uh I gotta go back and kind of re-listen to that one. But yeah, she, she's incredible. And uh I think you meant you told me before that uh she's someone that uh Kendrick listens to Absolutely. so yeah you know she is uh incredible with, with the pen. Uh, number twelve, I got Benny the Butcher Pyrex Picasso. You know, I still enjoy that project. Uh, it's a short project, but I liked it a lot. Uh I can't wait to hear what he's going to do on on Def Jam. And you know, this is Snoop signing, so I know Benny's going to deliver and come through with some fire, man. Right. Uh, number eleven, I got D Smoke uh, War and Wonders. Uh, incredible project, uh, D Smoke. Just uh. uh Man, just the jazz, the production, everything he did. I gave him like a high compliment. I even told him that I felt like, um, I mean, obviously I don't think it's as good as Illmatic, but I compare it to Illmatic. Like just from a production standpoint and the way he put it together, it's incredible. Uh, Number 10, I got Grip. I died for this uh, incredible project. I'm still banging it. Uh, That Glenwood Freestyle is ridiculous. Uh, I like to joint with uh, M and and Royce, incredible projects. Uh, Mama, Mama told me. I mean, it's just incredible project, man. So shout out the grip, uh, number okay. nine. I got Westside Gun, Hitler wears Hermes eight, uh, incredible project uh, number five. I can't think of the name of it. I've listened to that song probably a thousand times. The sample. Barry. What's that? Ariola. Yeah, Mario. the sample is ridiculous. Uh, I love that, love that song. But yeah, it's a great project. Side B, got some fire tracks on there as well. Uh, here's where it starts getting a little little interesting and tough. Okay. Um, number six, I got, I mean, I'm sorry, number eight, I got Marlon Craft, Home Court Advantage, volume one.
1: Marlon Craft, okay. Yeah, man,
0: okay. I, I like the project, man. He, he, he did his thing, man. He did his thing. Yeah, right. Uh, next up, number seven, I got Conway the Machine, La Machina, fire project, man, that, um, whenever I go running, I like listening to that joint with, uh, Brand. just the yep. intro of it just kind of puts me in like a, like a Rocky mode or something, man, just to go run or whatever. So fire track, uh, just overall a great project. It was good to see Conway on those type of beats. Or whatever. Uh, I love. I love that particular project. Yeah. Um, number six. I got IDK, uh, You see for yourself. Incredible project. Uh, I referred to it as a classic. Um, yeah, I know budget wise. You know he's probably not working with the best. You know the big name people or whatever. But what he did. It's it's incredible. I mean, it's it's no knock when I'm saying that, but I'm just saying that some people's budgets are bigger, and uh, but he took every dime that he had and made what what worked for him, man, and just did an incredible body of work, and uh, I love it, man. It's it's an incredible project. Uh, here's what I'm about to shock you, Mike. Number five, man, I got currency. Which one? The new one. Okay. Yeah, the one we just listened to, man. I, I like every song on that oh, project, yeah. man. I told you the other day I had one that I was going to uh, put into my uh, my top 10 or whatever, top 15 that may shock you. It was Currency. I okay. love okay. the project. Yeah, I love the project, man. I like every song on there. Um, I'm starting to like Currency a lot, man. He's, he's, he's growing on me. You know, he's growing on me a lot. Um, I know him and Wiz have this, uh, you know, connection you know and Wiz you know for a long time you know it's like one of my favorite guys you know because he's he's different you know I'm saying he's not doing what everybody else is doing he just does him man but currency is definitely growing on me man I, I like that project a lot the Key West with Styles P is ridiculous man and I just like his whole swag man just what he's talking about um the the it's like a groove to his projects it's, it's just an easy listen man so shout out the currency I like it a lot so I got him at five uh number four is probably no shock to you I got Dom Kennedy from the west side with love one of my favorite projects of the year uh Dom got busy man uh number three man I'm still gonna put Kanye in there man but just because It's not that I like every song on there, but just the way it's produced and sonically and how much you you put into it and the choirs and just the overall um, nostalgia of it. You know, I still got to give Donda some uh, love. You know, it's still a lot of tracks in there. I enjoy listening to. Go ahead.
1: Quick question. So you like that uh, regatta better than you like Stone on the Ocean, the other currency project that we did a couple of weeks ago?
0: I like both of them. I like. I have to go back and listen to Stone on, on, on Ocean. I like both of them, but for now, I'm gonna say that one because that's the one that I've just listened to, and uh, I think I'll probably listen to it about four times, four or five times already.
1: No, I feel that. I, I think this, I think Regatta was a better project from top to bottom as
0: well. So yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. I listened to it about four or five five times already, man. So it, it's fire, man. Uh, number two, I got J Cole the off season. You know, I still um enjoy that project. Just the rapping he's doing on it is just probably the best I've heard him, man. Uh, it's you know incredible. And then number one, man, I still got my man Nas, King's Disease 2. Uh, I probably listened to that album on, like three times this week, so I'm still studying it. Still, uh, I've memorized a couple songs in there already, but. Yeah, I, I love that project, man. And I'm just, uh, you know, I know Nas had talked about them maybe even doing a part three, man. So I hope they're in the lab doing something, man. So that's my that's that's my list.
1: Yeah, definitely. I feel like I didn't say J Cole in mind. If I didn't, he was uh 15 for me. And so if my list ends up being 14, and I didn't say J Cole, J Cole was my other one. Okay. But, um Yeah.
2: But
1: yeah, I, I I mean I agree with that list. Uh. Yeah. You know. Um. I kind of had a feeling he was going to add Don Kennedy. Yeah. And I'm not mad at that because that Don Kennedy is really a good album. Like, yeah. it's, it's really a good album. Right. So, I feel... Um, but, yeah, man, Um. overall, you know, yeah, I, uh, I think you got a, a very solid list.
0: So. Yeah. I, I knew Currency was going to shock you, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I feel it. It's a great project, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, the only thing shocking about it to me is that, you know, uh, I would probably say, considering that it was just on our listing list this week, yeah. that you've yeah, that would be the only thing that's shocking, not, you know, the project itself. I could definitely see why it would be included.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes whenever we, we do these, I don't I always get a chance to like uh, run it back over and over, but I've been running that thing back over and over, man. So I love it a lot. Um, all right, man, we get ready to close out. We got our artist spotlight. Uh, tell us about no name.
1: Okay. Um, so no name. We spoke on her before on the pie. Uh, and I'm glad we're getting this opportunity to do artist spotlight on her because we can really delve into her and her work without necessarily talking about things associated with her. Like we did in previous pods. We could actually give her her actual flowers. So. uh <clears throat> Known prof- professionally as uh, No Name Gypsy, when she started her career, she now goes by No Name. Uh, American rapper, poet, record producer from a neighborhood in Chicago called Bronzeville. Uh, she started out rapping and uh, getting uh, attention around. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Around 2013, when she uh, appeared on the track "Lost" with a chance to rapper from his mixtape Acid Rap. Mm-hmm. and that was a huge project for Chance the one that really kind of put him on the map uh that was the one that contains juice for those people who are big uh, Chance fans um her debut mixtape uh debuted in uh July of 2016 it was called Telephone to Critical Acclaim uh her debut album uh, "Rule 25 debuted uh September in- of 2018 also to Critical Acclaim and um as of recently, she has uh kind of taken a step back from music to uh, focus on the Radical Hood Library and her book club. Some things that we've also previously covered on the pod. Um, but as far as uh her backstory, now um she dropped the name Gypsy from her name because uh when she first started rapping, she was doing slam poetry and uh and uh kind. Con- uh, things and uh, open mics, you know, just kind of things of that nature. And uh, she went by a no-name gypsy because she felt like gypsies are nomadic and they're not really known for uh, staying in one space for a long time. So kind of a creative uh, thought process behind it. In 2016, she removed the gypsy from her name, though, after learning about its racial connotation and stating that uh, she was not aware of it in, in no shape or form was trying to offend Romani people. Um, she even gave a statement on it, uh, on the reason why she dropped the gypsy, or or the reason why she had the name gypsy in her name, and why she eventually dropped it. She said, uh, I try to exist without binding myself to labels. I'm not really into labels at all, even the way I dress. I usually don't wear anything with a name brand. For me, not having a name expands my critique. uh criti- for me, not having a name expands my creativity. I'm able to do anything. No name could potentially be a nurse. No name could be a screenwriter. I'm not limited to one category of art or any other existence, only a more existential level. So I thought that was dope. You can definitely see she's a deeper thinker uh, yeah. or a deeper Um So going back to telephone. Uh, so telephone, like I said, uh, July 2016, and a lot of the albums were, pre- or I'm sorry, a lot of the songs from the album were presented as uh, telephone conversations, important ones that she had uh, gone through or had in her life. And uh, in her raps, uh, obviously she speaks about uh, her struggles growing up in Chicago, but obviously being a black woman, she very much speaks on the black woman's perspective. Um, Rolling Stone, actually in 2016, said that uh, that telephone was, one of the most thought-provoking hip-hop albums that they'd ever heard. Uh, Stereo Gum said that a potent that uh, No Name possesses a potency and urgency in her complicated spoken word esque cadences and subdued delivery that escapes many of her more animated peers. And Consequence of Sound wrote that uh, the louder her music is played, the brighter her cadence glows, giving her lyrics a type of 3D craft that makes Telephone a diary of lessons uh, too relevant to keep to yourself. And I thought those those were all great descriptions. Um, When I mentioned uh, her project that I really enjoyed, it was Telephone. That was the first project that I heard from her. And I just thought it was phenomenal. Like, uh, she had a a record on there featuring um, one of my favorite artists. His name is Rory. Uh, It's called Diddy Bop instantly fell in love with the song her cadence as they said is crazy and she's a very thought provoking lyricist Uh, to continue to move on Uh, 2016 she linked up with a fellow chicago rapper uh saba and they produced a track called church slash liquor store which goes ahead and talks about uh how there's liquor stores right next to places of worship in black communities Mm -hmm. uh she even critiques uh gentrification and different things like that within the song. Uh, she did Tiny Desk in April of 2017. She cites some of her, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, inspirations and uh people who uh inspire her as uh Avril Lavigne, which is an interesting one for me. Nina Simone, uh, Andre 3000, Kanye West, and Missy Elliott. And she also cites the uh, author Toni Morrison and poet Patricia Smith as notable influences on her writing style. And um she, you know, as of uh lately, she's been focusing a lot of uh stuff that has to do with uh social justice and things of that nature.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In uh May of 2019, she announced that uh, she was coming with an upcoming uh studio album, Car Factory Baby. And uh she also formed a group, a trio called Ghetto Sage with Smino, who we mentioned early in the pod, and Saabra. So um, unfortunately, though, later in November of 2019, she announced that she was considering quitting music and expressed her frustration with a a predominantly white audience. And she said, she went on to say that the demographics of her fan base made her want to quit music. And she says, I quote, I refuse to keep making music and putting it online for people who don't want to support me. or or I'm sorry, who won't support me. If y'all don't want to leave the crib, I feel it. I don't want to dance on stage for white people. In 2020, she reiterated that her music career was on pause, though, vainly to focus on her education and her book club. So definitely someone who was not afraid to speak their mind, not afraid to speak on, uh, like I said, social issues and different Mm -hmm. things like that. Uh, And to get ready to wrap this up, uh, As I mentioned on the previous pod, most people who don't know her because of music know her because of uh, the incident with J. Cole right after he released the song Snow on the Bluff. Uh, A couple days after she released Snow on the Bluff, she released the song produced by Mad Lib called Song 33. And uh, she alludes to Cole and and some other things that were going on at the time. Uh, A lot of it was uh, reflected upon uh social issues one specifically was uh violence that uh uh violence against black women and uh at that moment in time there was a um young black woman who was a black lives matter activist who was killed and uh I think she made mention of her in the song for respect of that uh, woman's family. we won't mention her name,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: uh if you wanna know, you can go look the songs up uh but she later took the song down and expressed a uh, regret saying that uh even though she tried to bring attention back to the issues, she ultimately felt like it was a bigger distraction than it was uh, bringing it back to the issues. And uh, August 2020, she appeared on the remix of Anderson Pach's "Lockdown," which she murdered, by the way, mm-hmm. with uh, JID and J-Rock. And in February 2021, she revealed that she had turned down an offer to be on the Judas and uh, Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack uh, after seeing the film. And she criticized the film for not centering on some of Fred Hampton's uh, politics. Mm. So, yeah, uh, all in all, you know, No Name is a very talented artist. Uh, Like I said, uh, for me, the thing that stands out the most is her cadence. She's very thought-provoking as well, though. but uh, just incredible artist, incredible rapper, you know, and I look forward. Hopefully, you know, she, you know we all commend people for growing and I hope that, uh, she has grown and, and learned, you know, some things that she was seeking to learn through, uh, mm. the radical book club and, and, oh, I'm sorry, the book club and the radical hood library. But, uh, you know, when you see somebody that talented, you never want to see them, uh, give up on their dreams, so to speak, or, or to not make music because they feel alienated in the way. So I hope that, uh, we do get more music from no name in the future. Um, and to add a little context to, uh, everything, uh, I spoke on Anthony Fantano on one of our previous, uh, podcasts Mm -hmm. and was talking about how, uh, he's, you know, one of the most, uh, known YouTube, YouTubers when it comes to album reviews, Mm -hmm. uh, Anthony Fantano gave both uh, Telephone and room 25, eight out of 10. Mm -hmm. And as we've spoken on Fantano before, eight out of 10 is not easy to come by from this guy. Like. Fantano ain't finna give you nothing. Mm-hmm. So if your album was really good, he's going to show you love. And if it wasn't, then he's not. So, you know, for for him to give her 8 out of 10 on both of those projects, I think just shows, you know, that she is somebody who deserves to be respected for her craft and, and what she does. So uh, to sum it all up, shout out to No Name. You know, hopefully we'll get some music from her in the uh, near future. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get that Factory Baby album. Or possibly, you know, uh, something from Ghetto Sage with her father mm. is, you know. But uh, shout out
0: to No Name. Yeah, you know, when he was talking, you know, uh, whether it's the NFL, NBA, music industry, acting or whatever, sometimes people are talented, but sometimes it's just like the the politics of the whole thing that some people just kind of get frustrated with. But, yeah, I, I do remember her. I remember uh, we had gave her a shout-out as far as what she was doing with the book tour. So, yeah, man, I hope, uh, you know, everything works out and we can get some music from her.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, give everybody your your social media, Mike.
1: Okay, so it's M1C underscore CH3CK. That's Mike Chick. The I is a one, the E is a three with the underscore in the middle. Is so that something? Um,
0: All right. And you go to Facebook and look for Terrence Hill. Uh, Make sure you like the page. Also, you can go to my Instagram, which is Terrence Hill, the great. That's one word. Again, that is Terrence Hill, the great Uh, link with me on Instagram and follow me there. Also on YouTube is Terrence Hill music. And that's all one word Terrence Hill music on YouTube. Make sure you like subscribe and hit that notification bell. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this week's episode of Terrence and Mike, the Sleeping Giants. We'll see you on next week. Take care. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this week's episode of Terrence and Mike, the Sleeping Giants podcast. Be sure to visit Double ETV, our website, doubleetv.com. Also, you can go to Double ETV Media on YouTube and subscribe to the page. We have a lot of exciting content and more great projects in development. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much.